Are you tired of your valuable ideas and suggestions getting lost in the shuffle? Well, that is why I'm introducing Direct Suggest, the revolutionary digital suggestion box that puts your voice front and center. With Direct Suggest, you have the power to make a difference in your organization. Direct Suggest provides value to organizations in various industries worldwide, including notable brands like Comcast, TD Bank, and Nokia. And here's the best part. Direct Suggest only costs 50 cents per employee per month, making it an affordable solution for businesses of all sizes. Plus, they have an incredibly high ROI and savings potential with an average 33 times return on investment. The implementation process is also a breeze. Once committed, setting up Direct Suggest from start to finish can be completed in as quickly as a week or less. Don't let your ideas or your team's ideas go unnoticed. Visit directsuggest.com today and start by making a difference with Direct Suggest. Use the promo code HUMANHR for your extended 60-day free trial. Again, visit directsuggest.com to learn more and remember to use promo code HUMANHR for an extended free trial. Direct Suggest, where your voice matters. Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast. I'm Tracy Chernoff, and I've spent my entire professional career in HR. Each week, we'll explore the delicate balance between people and business with the aim to reconnect the two and create meaningful outcomes. Listen in as I share my own experiences, challenge the status quo, and chat with guests from various industries about our mission to bring the human back to human resources. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for being here for another week. It has been a long time since I did a solo episode, so I'm really excited that it's just you and me this week. Um, And I was really excited actually about this topic because um, not even just the the topic, but because the show that I want to talk about was so good. So this week, I want to basically talk about some of the things that I noticed, picked up, took away from the Netflix show, Working What We Do All Day. And if you haven't heard about it or if you haven't watched it yet, I'm going to give you a quick rundown. Basically, it's a docu-series that focuses and highlights on the experience of working in America, um, at least in modern or current times. And basically, you walk through these, like, it's kind of like a threefold experience. Like the first experience is looking at service jobs, like, you know, hourly jobs that are, that tend to be lower waged, um, roles. And then you kind of take a look at like the middle America jobs in the sense that, you know, you have the managerial roles, maybe a little bit higher paid, um, those that are, you know, pretty much above those like service jobs. And I think that, in the docu-series, it's called The Middle or Middle America. I can't exactly remember, but it's it's kind of alluding to where the middle class sits in terms of employment. And then the third uh, fraction, basically, is um, looking at those who are, like, running companies, who are at the top of the hierarchy, the top of the food chain, if you will, in the workforce. And it was really, really interesting. And it's actually, interestingly enough, executive produced by um, former president and first lady Barack and Michelle Obama. And it was just very interesting to see, like, the questions that um, the former president asked. Because Michelle Obama, I don't think that she actually came out at any point during the episodes. Um, But Barack Obama did end up, like, 
being on screen and having conversations with many of these individuals that were effectively being interviewed and shadowed in terms of like a day in their life. And so you walk through a lot of these experiences throughout the docuseries and it was just very, very well done. My husband and I watched the entire docuseries in one sitting, so we did binge watch it. And I'm trying to remember how many episodes there were. I'm looking now. Um, it says one season that we know, and it looks like it looks like there might be. Is it four? Okay, so there are four episodes, so it's not that hard to binge watch, but they're almost an hour long each. Um, so I guess we sat there for four hours watching the show, but it was worth it. It was well worth it. So the first episode is titled Service Jobs. Oh, here. The second episode, The Middle. Um, the third episode, Dream Jobs. I forgot about this this section, which is kind of like where like that in between from going from like the middle to the the last section which is the boss the last episode so it's really it's really really interesting um and actually it has some pretty pretty solid reviews as well so i highly recommend um watching it if you haven't yet and if you don't have netflix you know i don't know find a friend that does um i'm sure you could probably find it somewhere online too like maybe on youtube they have it i don't know no it looks like just the trailers but either way i digress the show was really good i felt like it did an amazing job of painting this picture for really to showcase like what people go through and for all of us like being in hr being business leaders we hopefully have a, a very keen understanding of what people go through in their day-to-day -day as working people, especially since the majority of my listeners are in the United States. Let's look at this from an American perspective. Um, you know, if we're, if we're not in touch with what our teams are going through, like that's, that's step number one, we've got to get in touch. So, you know, I was thinking recently about the service jobs episode, which is the first one. And you really, I think, it, it again, it paints a very, very good picture of what people experience, whether they are working in a gig-like um, position or for gig work or doing gig work, I should say. So, for example, like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Uber, etc. And then you also see people who are like home health aides um, and people who work in, uh, there was actually this like keen focus on the Pierre in the city, in New York City, which is a very nice hotel, very luxurious hotel. And so you get to see all of these different facets of life where you kind of go through this experience in understanding what these individuals experience day to day, some of the challenges um, that a lot of the challenges that they experience in these lower wage roles um, that have high demand um, and not a ton of reward. And, you know, I, if you listen to the episode from a, a couple weeks ago with, I guess by the time this comes out with Isabel Wang, she is um, a colleague of mine. She's the CFO for the company that I work for. We talk a little bit about what people need in terms of, you know, especially for hourly employees, but in terms of flexibility and what flexibility really means for people and that flexibility means something different to everyone. And, you know, in reflecting on that episode, reflecting on this show, 
you know, and in even just thinking about what the, you know, what the mission is that for the, the company that I work for, like our mission is to turn hourly jobs into good jobs. And so watching this show, I'm thinking, wow, what a perfect example of to understand what hourly employees go through. And there are moments too, where you see an HR manager come into the fold and she's training this, uh, uh, home health care worker, um, in the first episode, I think it's in the first episode and you see just like the nature of, you know, will and skill and passion or lack thereof. And it was interesting to see someone in HR on the show. I was like, put us in coach, like get, you know, get us out there. Like, let's see more HR managers on the show. But unfortunately, I don't know that it was like such a great depiction of HR. Like it kind of just made it look like we have people do all this paperwork and sit through really boring training sessions, which can happen and sometimes does happen. Um, But in the end, you know, you do kind of get an you feel empathetic for this individual who is, I think she was earning $15 an hour in Mississippi as a home health aide. And, you know, it's very physical uh, in terms of like the job itself. It's a very physical job and it's emotionally draining as well. And so, you know, we think when we think about like jobs today and where people want to work, what people want to do, don't want to do, like those are the jobs that are definitely at risk because they are hard and they're underpaid. And there is also a moment in one of the episodes where we see a gig worker, so someone who does like Uber and then also Uber Eats and DoorDash and all that, where she delivers food and then the person like cuts back the tip or doesn't give a tip at all um, after, you know, she's been after driving around, I think Pittsburgh, I think it was, um, for, you know, a decent part of the day. And then she only made like $6 and you know, that those companies, they're not covering your gas or anything like that. And, you know, that's a very significant challenge when you have people who are already, um, lower wage earners, then having to take on multiple jobs, but they're not also compensated for things that are otherwise, you know, parts of the job. Um, but that is like the gig work gig, I guess. That's just kind of like how it works sometimes. Um, and there's a, a moment in the episode where she says, you know, she watches social media and she sees all of these people post about what their, you know, day in the life looks like and that they have these amazing lives and they have all this stuff and all of these amazing things. And she's barely making ends meet, but she, you know, she has like, three jobs and one of those jobs is being a makeup artist and that's the way that she makes ends meet. It's important for any business to focus on their culture, employee well-being, and strategic growth. But without the proper tools, it can be next to impossible to support the people behind your success. That's why you need Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that empowers you to engage and develop your people in an intuitive platform. Namely's award-winning technology covers your essential HR, payroll, and compliance needs in one place. Whether you have 20 or 1,000 employees, Namely's modern and integrated platform is designed to be used by everyone every day. With a mobile app and elegant UI, Namely empowers employees with self-service tools to request PTO, acknowledge peers, review pay stubs, and enroll in benefits. Namely helps you easily handle everything from onboarding, payroll, time tracking, open enrollment, employee engagement, and so much more. So you can get the time and data you need to drive the initiatives your company really cares about. 
Namely will be a game changer for your business and your team. Learn how you can simplify your HR processes today at Namely.com. That's Namely.com. If your company is remote or hybrid, then you know just how difficult it can be to grow your company's culture beyond a pre-scheduled Zoom happy hour or occasional lunch and learn. Well, this week's sponsor is here to solve that. They're called CultureBot. CultureBot has devised what will likely become the gold standard for growing and blossoming a company culture inside of Slack. The app is like a sidekick for any HR or people professional, automating a lot of the mundane tasks you probably are forgetting to do on a daily basis. Things like birthday and work anniversary celebrations, team shout outs and kudos, employee introductions, and remote games. It even has health and wellness tips and conversation starters. If that piques your interest, this will get you even more excited. Today, I'm able to share a special promotion for listeners of the podcast. You can get your first six months of CultureBot for 50% off. Plus, if your team is under 25 employees, CultureBot is free forever. So if you're looking for a way to create a culture of appreciation and drive increased engagement and togetherness across your team, I definitely recommend checking out CultureBot. Go to getculturebot.com slash humanhr. That's getculturebot.com slash humanhr to get the offer. Plus, I've added the link in the show notes so you can just click right there. Now, let's get back to the podcast. I wanted to talk about the show on an episode because, one, I think we all should watch it. It's almost like required training at this point from me to you um, because I think it's really effective. And what was so interesting is that you know, you do as a, as a viewer, even for me, like I'm being in HR, like coming from retail, understanding that, you know, these hourly jobs can often be, um, undercompensated with very high demand and high stress. You know, I, I walked into that experience knowing what to expect, but there are, and I know that there are people who don't necessarily, know the ins and outs of what people are really experiencing. And so when we think about like the job market today and the workforce today, it's actually, I think, really important that we understand like what it's truly like in, um, around the, around the country in terms of like, you know, realistic working expectations and standards and what people experience, you know, the other layer to this was that there were the geographic nuances. So you see employees in New York who are earning a little bit more because of the cost of living, but the cost of living is obviously higher. Um, and that there's a, a, a bit of a, not an easier ability to, to find work, but there isn't as much of a sacrifice being made because there's an opportunity to have, you know, you could you could work in fast food, you can work for hospita- in a hospitality, you can work in retail. Whereas looking into the lives of those who were in more rural areas, like in Mississippi, they have to drive 30 minutes, 20 or 30 minutes just to get to work, let alone to even find work. And that the jobs that are available are few and far between. And the reality is, is that at least in the United States, the majority of people are, you know, living in these more rural areas. It's, and the question begs of people like how, or I guess it begs the question, I should say, how do these people find work? And then you kind of transition into this experience where you watch someone who works for a tech company 
in Pittsburgh, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. And it then makes you think, well, what about remote work? Does remote work offer or open up these opportunities for people in remote areas? And the answer is kind of like a yes or no, right? Because it depends also on what access people have in remote or rural areas. Like, do they have the same access as people in, in uh, you know, urban city centers or even in suburbia where you have potentially access to um, better education, more resources, more opportunities for pay, which obviously, you know, they're, it, it's, not, it's safe to assume that not everyone ha- even has a computer in the United States today. Like you have to, we have to think about the impact, the socioeconomic impact that is had across the country and how that then relates to and impacts someone's ability to, you know, kind of scale their income and make ends meet further. I mean, we're actually even seeing this in New York today where it's become so expensive and it's become expensive everywhere across the country. By no means am I saying it's only New York, but I can speak from personal experience. Like buying a house is impossible. Finding affordable rent is impossible. Like groceries, bills, and, and just the cost of living in general is extremely high. And people have moved out of these urban areas and city centers because of the cost of living, which then brings them into these other parts of the country that maybe are not necessarily remote or rural, but also not necessarily urban. And so then there's this economic fluctuation because we see that, you know, places that uh, like Nashville, for example, are overpopulated and um, and the same with Florida and Texas, because there's no state income tax. I think this is one of the biggest reasons why people have moved to these three areas in, in particular. Um, but like thinking about Tennessee, Florida and Texas, like they're overpopulated. Now the cost of living is going up. How does that then impact that, quote unquote, service job worker or the person in, quote unquote, the middle who is trying to make ends meet, but then now everything is being gentrified or, you know, the the cost of living is also being increased. So all of this is basically what was running through my head as I was watching these episodes. And I was just really fascinated by the effectiveness, again, of like a four episode docuseries for really being able to like get this message across that it's not necessarily that people don't want to work. It's not necessarily that Uh, The case that people are, you know, they just want to be influencers and make like millions of dollars. The reality is, is that in some parts of the country, it's actually very hard to find a job. Um, And I say this as information just came out that the unemployment claims have hit like a four week low. So we see that that people are actively working and there there. I do think it's a misconception that people don't want to work. I think what people don't want is to work in jobs that are low, low paid um, with high demand and high stress. There's a part of the docuseries where we're kind of like seeing a bunch of these home health aides sitting around talking to their manager. So this is in like that, the middle section. Um, I think it was episode two or three. It was between the middle and dream jobs, I think. And, you know, this manager manages like 100 people. And they were talking about managing like some call outs and attrition and how all of, you know, it's very hard to find people to work because of the 
hourly rate that they're getting paid, that it's just not enough. Um, and that then transitions into seeing the owner of the business who is not even taking 40, like, I think she said that she was taking home $40,000 a year because she's reinvesting so much of the money that is generated into the business because otherwise the business can't run because there, there's just too much turnover and they can't pay people more. And, and then like in this section, in that dream job section, we, we watch a lobbyist go uh, to really lobby for um, laws to be passed and, and bills to be passed that enable um, improved like uh, government spend on these types of services that directly impact like the reimbursement rate, which then directly impact the ability for this business owner to employ more people or pay them more. And that obviously directly impacts the person who's working that job. So that is the, probably the best way that I can describe how fascinating this show was because you really get to understand how every decision that's made at the top or even outside of the business, like within the government, really directly impacts the person who is quote unquote at the bottom. And I'm not saying that that's like a, in a derogatory way, I'm saying the person who is working that service job that otherwise without them, the business wouldn't run. I mean, those are the frontline workers that these businesses rely on in order to not only make their money, but to, to operate their business. So I just wanted to reflect on that because it was just such a, again, such a fascinating docu-series. And, you know, I can only emphasize enough that this is, this is the reality that every decision that is made at the top or within the government directly affects every single person in business and straight down to the person at the front line without those service workers who are essentially enabled by reimbursement rates like let's take this this example of the home health aid um to kind of carry this message across but without those service workers without those frontline workers though the the patients and the clients relying on home health care services don't have the resources that they need so the government has two responsibilities one to make sure that the reimbursement rate is fair and that businesses who are supplying these service workers and frontline workers can continue to operate and pay a fair wage. Um, and then the second responsibility is for the government to understand the impact of the decisions or that their decisions have on these clients and patients who have paid into receiving these services through, you know, income tax and social security and things like that. And of course there's Medicare and Medicaid as well. Um, so it's really, it's just very fascinating. And obviously the government is going to decide what they do and do not want to do. Um, but even when you remove the government from this, when you think about business decisions and for all of us being in HR, we are making decisions every single day, every hour of every day. And it's so important. I say this all the time that we meet our employees where they are. And we really think about whether or not the decisions that we're making are actually affecting positive change on the person that the decision is impacting the most. And that when we make these decisions, we can't just think in our own silos. We have to really think about who that decision is impacting and who is affected 
by the decision or by the results of a decision. So I hope that you all listen. I hope that you, or I'm sorry, I hope that you all watch the show. You can listen to. I hope you watch the show. I hope you enjoy it. And if you have watched it already and you have thoughts, either in agreement or not, let me know. I'd love to know and hear your feedback. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks so much for tuning in. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks so much. Hey, just before you go, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you are the first to hear when an episode drops each week. And maybe leave a five-star review and a comment about how much you loved this episode. Plus, if you have someone in mind who would really enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with them. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next week.